1: Hey, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Oh, <laughs> I leave you speechless every time, don't I? I just can't get to that one. Well,
2: hey, hey right. howdy, hey.
1: There you go. You finally got it. Wow.
2: I need to come up with something that's, like, ridiculous, too. It's uh, not ridiculous. My daughter likes that. Oh, my! Sorry, you're right. You're right. Ridiculous. Hey, Howie. Yeah.
1: Does she listen to? Well, you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, no, oh. no, my <laughs> kids don't listen. You know, they got time for this crap. Uh, uh you know, somebody uh, you know a while ago was uh, uh, making fun of uh, our intro uh, sounds, where you know the it's like an opening of a can of beer or something. Yeah, the d- yeah and it's like. Right. I go, oh yeah, there, you know, a beer, you know, in a can, Oh, you know, it's like, you know, if these idiots actually knew something about beer, they'd realize that a can that's is a, a superior package to a bottle. I agree. By far. I just drank a can of Pilsner or Kell before I came over here. Canned beer, you know, that's, that's actually, you know, the can's got the bad name because only the big brewers could do it. And so uh, you know all the brewers went to bottles and it's like well you know, the problem with bottles is you know it's light in it's a brittle package yeah uh you know it's harder to i think for them to you know flush some of the oxygen and the the caps tend to be not sealed as well as a can is sealed right and so long term uh anyways uh you know they're starting to ship more english beers over here in cans right I'll tell you they're fantastic you get the same thing bottled not so good not at all you know oxidized and
0: People thought it was a, it was a mistake, and that we, uh, you know, we're trying to pull one over on them by a, a different opening. But clearly, we were just ahead of the times.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, the two one A IPA. You know, we make, make a lot of fun of Sean O and his, uh, and uh, you know, you have a lot of fun with him. But I tell you, that is a fine beer. I I had a can I had saved for like a month. And I had it, uh, the other day. So really fresh. good. It wow. was, it was as good as like the first day. You know, canned beer, really, if, if, you know, if we get like everybody to go over to canned beer, that'd be really great because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a really good packaging, uh, uh format. Newcastle in the can? Delicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, cans are far better. Um, you know, you, even, uh, that time we had canned Heineken in here, it was really That's good. That's pretty good, yeah.
2: Yeah. Airplanes.
1: You know, compared <laughs> yeah. to, uh, you know, the bottled product, which is horrible. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with the can. And and the reason I was thinking about this is uh, we're talking about Berliner Weiss today, mm. which is a uh, very refreshing, uh, s- soured beer. And uh, I was at uh, Barclays in Oakland um, a few weeks ago, and, and we were trying out the, some of the beers from the 21st Amendment was there. And one of the beers they had was the uh, Watermelon Funk, which is... Uh, they take that watermelon wheat, yeah. which is a fairly uh you know, restrained flavor, light, refreshing beer. You know, more of a summer beer if you ask me. Right. But I, you know, I see people drinking it all year round. But uh, a fairly refreshing beer with a, a sourness to it and uh you know, it's got like a Brett character and stuff going sure. on. Really, really good. Yeah. Wow, that was that was amazing stuff. And, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me in some ways of uh, Berliner Weiss. It wasn't quite as sour as a Berliner Weiss. That was quite restrained. Did the watermelon cut through? You know, what was amazing was, for me, and it might have just been my imagination, but the watermelon was as strong in that, if not stronger, than when... I've had the watermelon wheat all by itself. Interesting. And Interesting. I, so I think, you know, a lot of those malt flavors can kind of mask some of the fruit flavors. Right. And we talked about that before on a fruit beer show.
2: But When, and, the, when, yeah. the, when the acidity goes up, it uh-huh. thins it out and maybe those flavors come out more.
1: Right, right. Well in acidity in a lot of fruits, uh acidity is a is a key uh flavor component. Sure. And uh sometimes when you have a fruit beer that's kinda, you know, flabby and doesn't taste very like much like fruit, it tastes kinda bland and kinda yeah. You add a little bit of acid to it. Yeah. And a little acid blend and it brings it right up and all of a sudden it seems like fresh fruit.
2: Right. Now and, you could probably just add some acid blend right to your pint if you wanted to. Maybe a sprinkle or two. Uh yeah, I suppose. I've done mm-hmm. that with wine. The tart okay, uh-huh. acid—you know, uh-huh. just had a pinch or two and open it up. Your aromatics just blossom. Wow! Uh-huh. 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 No, I, I haven't tried that, huh. but uh, yeah, I, I imagine that would work and uh, work quite well. Everybody needs some acid at home, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right next to the spices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. So, <laughs> all you <laughs> listeners out there, I hope you have acid at home and you're, you're using acid every chance uh, you find appropriate, yes,
2: to bring out the flavors in beer and the and the and and all aromas the, and. <laughs> Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, all the pretty colors of the rainbow (laughs) will come out for you when you use acid. Ah, The Locker Room humor continues. I think our reviewers are quite right. It's okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) we're having fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. I really
2: enjoy this with you, actually. It's like... I know. I... You know... Loosen you up a little bit. We, we've you know? been doing
1: this for you know, almost two years now, yeah. and uh you know, I I would not do this if I didn't have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think with anybody else, it wouldn't be nearly as fun as it was with you. Wow, thank you. That's, you know, that's just you know, I have a good time. You know, we're just sweet. cracking up and uh, talking. I'm sure the her. people listening are going, you know,
2: why are they wasting our time? But
1: that's okay because
2: there's information.
1: You know, they pay so much for the show. Yeah, they do. really. So you're right. <laughs> Let's
2: get back to all it. All right. Yeah, their time is okay. important. Okay.
1: All right. So do you have a description for us of the uh,
2: of Berliner Weiss? The Berliner Weiss. Yes. That, Describe. We, 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 Weiss is wheat. I right. myself a beer. Okay. Well, the aroma of this beer is um, definitely you're going to get a sharp, sour acidity coming through, maybe some hints of bret, uh, bretomyces, and a little bit of fruit character coming through. Uh, as far as visually what it looks like, it's pale straw. I mean, clear, maybe some haze, depending on the percentage of wheat used. Uh, highly carbonated, you know, thick head. And um, overall the flavor, you know, there's going to be some lactic sourness. Um, but it's not acidic like an over-the-top lambic. It's not that edgy. Um, it's going to be Grainy. Uh, some wheat flavor, low hop bitterness. Um, like I said, hints of Brett coming through. No DMS, no diacetyl, and no hop bitterness or flavor, really. It's just a light session, sharp, highly acidic beer. Uh, the f- overall impression of this beer is pale, sour, refreshing, low alcohol, very dry. It's a low-gravity, light in body, something that you can drink a lot of um, just to you know quench your thirst. On a hot days work, or hard days work, I should say. That's about it. I mean, have, if,
1: have you had I a, have, uh, Berlin No, tried? no. I have not. Uh, there's, there's a few of them out there that, that reach, reach over here, and they're actually, I think they travel quite well. Okay. The, the one thing that's hard to get out here, well it's not so hard anymore. Uh, you know, the original homebrew outlet, I know, they were carrying it. Uh, it was the first place I was able to get the woodruff syrup and the uh raspberry uh syrup. So there's a couple of types of syrup that are very uh common in uh Germany for adding to a Berliner Weiss. Hmm. So uh yeah, the 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 woodruff syrup, the raspberry syrup, you know, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. But the woodruff syrup, it's a green syrup it's got kind of a um oh it's got a Woodruff flavor. Yeah, sure. But yeah, you know, you add these syrups to the beer and it kind of sweetens them up, takes some of the, the sourness away. Cause they can be pretty, pretty darn sour, pretty intensely sour. Interesting. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the syrup will make it, you know, colors it up and, uh, makes it, you know, uh, balanced out. And, uh, you yeah, know, it could be quite nice that way.
2: Get some green, red beer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, good,
1: you know, Christmas holiday beer. <laughs> hey, here, here you go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Two holiday beers, uh, in a row. Yeah. Uh, that way. Hmm. And uh that's uh you know one of the ways to do it. I I think uh you don't you don't want to brew this as a a balanced, you know, between sourness and maltiness really uh otherwise. I think it needs to be a sour beer, a sour, dry, beer, refreshing. Okay. And uh it's a, it's a little bit of an odd beer in that um you know, you're not going to boil this for a long time. Right. Uh, you know, it's going to be a sour funkiness to it. It's, uh, not got a lot of hops. It's, uh, you know, um. Why would you brew this?
0: Well, I'll well, tell you, what's, once, I mean, once you have it,
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love barbecue. Oh, okay. Barbecue is, you know, another one of my passions is yeah. making like, you know, pulled pork or, uh, you know, uh, making my own, uh, pastrami and, uh, uh you know uh pork shoulders and and ribs and stuff like that and time you have something that is uh you know greasy uh you know or it's something that has a lot of you know that had a lot of fat to it or you know uh something like that or something sweet uh, having a a refreshing crisp uh acidic uh uh, beverage to go with it really balances out, cuts through fats and, mm-hmm. and all in and sweetness and makes you able
2: to eat, uh, you know, even more. So it kind of <laughs> takes the edge off. Yeah. It's yeah. like having a lemon or an orange after dinner. Yeah. The acidity exactly. kind of mm-hmm. takes that full feeling away. Right. Okay. A,
1: a real a real balancing to that. Okay. And you know, on a good hot day, uh, you know, I love sour beers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it can be quite, uh, quite refreshing. Is it, is it, uh, it's, you know, you think, uh, you know, lemonade. Yeah. And some people like lemonade really sweet, you know. Or those, really sour, too. Those yeah. are the people who would have this with, uh, you know, the syrup. And uh, there's those people who like the lemonades a little more crisp and uh, sour and more lemony and not so much sugar, just enough sugar to kind of, uh, cut some of the, uh, uh, you know, tartness, uh, a little bit, you know. Right. And those people would like this kind of beer, I think. Interesting. You know, very, very uh, similar in a lot of ways that way. So it's a, it's a tricky uh you know uh, tricky thing along those those lines. It's not you know it's not the common beer. Yeah, you know, if it you're, doesn't sound like If you're the common beer guy then maybe you don't want to try this, but I think uh, anybody who's interested in learning about all the different styles and and how the ingredients can really make uh you know lots of different different things, different kinds of beer. Right. You know, then this is one of the things to to play around
2: with. Well, when you talk about adding syrup to this beer it almost sounds like a a soda pop impression but beer you know it's mm-hmm. it's got that kind of refreshing tart you know when you drink a coca cola really f- fast and it's kind of acidic and it's sharp but it's refreshing you know and you like it mm-hmm. you know it's, but it's got the syrupiness to it I don't know it seems like hmm. a soda beer
1: <laughs> yeah maybe this <laughs> is one of the early forerunners <laughs> of soda so, I don't know
2: that's weird <laughs> that's that's very interesting put some coca cola in it and, yeah a <laughs> little buzz <laughs> <laughs> give it to your kids caffeine you yeah. know mind.
1: Yeah, I think there's a uh, Red Bull and things like that for right. uh, for those types of things. Alright, so, uh, for this recipe, get into the recipe here, uh, again, uh, it's making six gallons of, uh, of, uh, wort, or after, at the end of your boil. And, uh, your starting gravity is going to be 1032, or 8one Plato. Wow. That's like, <laughs> so low. Yeah. And your final gravity is going to be 1006, or one5 Plato. Yeah. Right? Uh IBUs four. <laughs> wow. Color is three SRM. Uh, alcohol is three and a half percent by volume or two point seven by weight. And like a ten minute boil and fifteen minute boil.
2: Are you serious? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I go for the long boil. <laughs> fifteen minute boil.
2: That's awesome. Right?
1: And uh what you're gonna start with is um, if you're an extract brewer, you're gonna go uh with uh half, uh, of a pilsner liquid malt extract and half of a wheat liquid malt extract. Now, the wheat malt extracts tend to be like 50-50 wheat and something else or Two 60-40, right? So, uh, that's why you're gonna use, uh, in this case, half and half pilsner and wheat. Cause you're, you're just gonna add a certain amount of, uh, wheat to this if you're an all-grain. So, uh, 2.75 pounds or 1.24 kilograms of pilsner malt liquid malt extract and uh, the same amount of wheat liquid malt extract, 50-50. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the things about malt extracts, I don't know if we talked about this before, but, uh, or just mentioned in passing is, if you can't get a fresh liquid malt extract, then you should go with the dried. Oh, for sure. Because the dried, uh, stays stable a lot longer. It doesn't oxidize nearly as fast. Years. It's, yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, from weeks becomes, you know, a year or more. Right. And uh, it's not nearly going to be as bad off as the liquid will. Right. So uh, that's the reason to choose liquid or dry. I, I know when I first started out, there was like, well, you know, why would you choose one of them? Oh, cost, convenience, you know. They, they came up with all these reasons. And I never heard uh, that it was because, well, you know, one, you know, can be, you know, nice and fresh. Liquid can be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and dry is great, too. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're not gonna get your liquid nice and fresh, then go with, definitely go with dry. Yeah. It's, it's always the way to go.
2: And I would never, you know, don't be cheap about it. I mean, you're going through all this effort to brew and boil and be clean. I mean, yeah.
1: what's five bucks? I mean, exactly. That's, that's, that's a very wise, yeah. wise, uh, <laughs> <laughs> recommendation there. Yeah, it, it, don't cheap out on your ingredients because, uh, you know, your, your result is directly proportional yeah. to, you know, the quality of the ingredients. That doesn't mean the quality ingredients have to be expensive. True. But, uh, you know, you know, don't, don't just, uh, you know, have to save a quarter here or there. Mm. And, uh, I was, I was at, a uh, the homebrew shop and,
2: and, uh, Which one?
1: Yeah, uh, more beer. Oh. And, uh, and one day, uh, somebody was there and it was when you guys first started carrying, um,
2: uh, Worldflock tablets. Wow, that was a wait, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And I had tried them and I loved them. I thought they just, Fantastic. They, they, you know, purify the carrageenan and, uh, and, uh, balance it with some, uh, uh, some acid and it's, you know, it's great. Really easy to use. And, uh, somebody was in there buying some ingredients and, and they asked me about, uh, you know, what I thought about something or, you know, what was, you know, some you know, and I said, you know, the greatest product that I've come across recently is this Whirlflock. I yeah. said, I love this stuff. Yeah. This is fantastic. I said, you know, it's so much better than using Irish Moss, yeah. which has a real kind of fishy and, and, uh, guy looks at it and he goes, that's like 25 cents a batch, <laughs> putting, you know, into my
2: beer. You're like, and I'm okay. like, yeah, he
1: goes, well, that's like a whole nother 25 cents. He's like, I'm not wasting money. <laughs> it's, Twenty-five cents, dude, yeah. on five gallons of beer, or up to like twelve gallons of beer.
2: Was he missing a few, like, few fingers? And I two don't key? know, but yeah.
1: he got upset that I would recommend that anybody waste twenty-five cents on, you know, getting their beer to clear properly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
2: I'd love to try his beer. That'd be- I thought, oh, oh, what? Did I, yeah. like, misunderstand what was happening? I'm surprised you just started laughing, you know, like, <laughs> laughing at him.
1: You know, like, you know, it's 25 cents. Uh, yeah. know, I realize, you know, people have, uh, you know, different financial situations. That might be. Yeah, but for most people, I think, if they're drinking beer at all, you can afford the 25 cents. Otherwise, yeah. you shouldn't be drinking beer. You should be drinking water that comes out of yeah. the tap. Right. You know, I'll
2: tell you what, those customers are fun to deal with. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you're uh, an all-grain brewer, um, you're going to use uh, – uh, you replace both the Pilsner and the wheat extract with uh, the Pilsner malt. You're going to go with 4.2 pounds or 1.9 kilograms. And for wheat malt, you're going to use uh, 3 pounds or 1.36 kilograms. Mash at 149 degrees, 65 degrees C. Uh, with that lower mash temperature, you may need to extend it out a little bit longer in order so you get full conversion, but uh, that's gonna you know make that uh, you know fairly fermentable. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk about uh, the hops we use, yeast you use, and how you get that funky
2: sour flavor. We'll be right back after this. Flat, flat as a pancake. Flathead catfish. Flat beer. No, that's not good. Flat tires. No, that's bad too. Oi! Care to come back to my flat for a wee bit of slap and tickle!
0: Flat Tuesday? Flat. Flat. Flat rate. Flat rate!
3: flat rate shipping at Northern Brewer. Order by October 15th and shipping is only $5.99. Northern Brewer has all of your home brewing, wine, mead, cider and soda making needs. The widest selection of imported and domestic grain, malt extract, hops and liquid yeast. And a complete line of award winning beer kits including the dreaded Lord Fat Bottom. And now some cheap ass shipping too. Order from northernbrewer.com before October 15th and take advantage of flat rate shipping. One beer kit, $5.99 shipping. Ten beer kits, $5.99 shipping. Offer good in particular. U.S. U.S. only. Some heavy and or bulky items are excluded, such as glass bottles, sacks of grain, bulk DME, and oak barrels.
2: You are getting very, very thirsty. Go to northernbrewer.com and take advantage of ridiculously low shipping. Advantage. Whoa!
0: I feel good. I knew that I would Now, back to the Jameel I Show. I I knew that I wouldn't.
1: All right, we're back. We're talking about sour uh, German beer, Berliner Weiss. Yeah. and uh, you know when when you're when you're uh, souring a beer. Oh, I haven't gotten into souring. I didn't cover hops for this uh, for this beer.
0: Uh,
1: hops don't play hardly any role, except a little bit of bitterness to kind of balance things out. And uh, you go with uh, Halletower at this. Uh Four percent alpha acid, fifteen minutes, uh one ounce, twenty eight grams. Because you about four and a half IBUs using the Rager formula. It's like nothing. And just enough to yeah, you know, a little background note of uh, hops. Hmm. The big big part of this is um, getting that sour flavor and getting more than just a sour flavor. Now, can you over sour it? Oh sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can get one that's you know really well. You know, you can oversour it if you're, if you're adding lactic acid. You know, one of the very first, uh, Berliner Weiss I did, you know, somebody told me, oh yeah, just add lactic acid to it. To your mash or to your boil? To the finished beer.
2: (laughs) Right, right to the keg?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Awesome. Sour it up with lactic acid because what you're essentially doing with the bugs is producing lactic acid. Right, right. Right. And you know it's the exact same type of lactic acid. There's, it's not different. It's lactic acid. Right. And it tastes a certain way. You don't want vinegar in this. You want lactic acid. Okay. Anyways, you can you can add lactic acid. It's a very quick way and a very sanitary way to sour a beer. You don't have to worry about anything, right? There's no bugs, there's yeah. nothing. You just sour it up. Sounds perfect, you know. And uh, you know, it's it's a lot like I like to say microwave steak. That sounds absolutely okay? awful. Now you can cook a, a steak in the microwave, can't you? Yeah, you can. It is technically cooked. It is. Co- have you ever tasted a steak that's been cooked in the microwave? Yeah. It's Doesn't like really taste like you want a steak to taste, right? There's something missing there. It's the the grilling and all that yeah. that stuff, right?
2: The sugar caramelizes, yeah. It.
1: The yeah. melanoid formation yeah. and all that, yeah, very important for for steak. Well, for this type of beer, there's a little bit of other kind of funky something happening when you uh, add the bugs, mm-hmm. and that's an important part of this beer, right? Okay, it's way too clean if you just add the lactic acid. Although you can make a pretty decent beer that way, I must admit. The other method that, uh, you know, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Randy Barnes, down in uh, San Diego at Quath, he, um, he likes to do a lot of strange things. <laughs> one of the things he likes to do is uh, toss in, you know, a handful of uh, uh, grain into his mash. All right. So or you can toss it into your wort after it's collected in the kettle. Uh-huh. Okay, you can do either one. Uh, but, uh, traditionally, alright, so you have your mash, and you've converted your sugars, and you take a handful of raw grain, uh, or, you know, uh, malt, uh-huh. and you crush it, and then you scatter that on top of your mash. Now, you, you let your mash get down to like, uh, you know, 100 degrees. Keep okay. it around 100, and, you know, or so degrees. You toss this in, and the grain is covered in lactobacillus. Sure. Right? Okay. Uh, you know, there's, uh, the grain dust is just covered in all this bacteria. Yeah. And that will sour the beer, right? It'll sour the mash.
2: I mean, right. how long are we talking here? Uh,
1: the longer you leave it, the more funky and sour it's going to get. Two, three days? Yes, some people do uh, several days. Uh You know, you can kind of taste it every so often and see... Uh, you know, what it, what it's kind of tasting like and when it seems the right sourness to you, uh, you go ahead and run it off into the boil kettle and boil it and okay. that kills it. Or you can actually, you know, do your mash, run off into the kettle and then you can add this grain to the, the wort sitting in the kettle. Okay. You cover it up, wrap a blanket around it or, you know, a, a, a sleeping bag or something. Sure. Or a heat wrap, a firm wrap and uh, keep it around 100 degrees and it'll sour that stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then when it's where you want it, you boil it, and that stops it, kills all the bugs, right, and you're done, right, and then you know you ferment it with a plain old ale yeast, and uh you're good to go. That works pretty good, except you know your results are going to be highly variable, and it can be very funky. It can smell like you know a, a bit, you know, a bit like a diaper. Yeah, oh, right. good. barnyard. You know, it can smell like. A and that's something I want to drink. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know why not, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, your delivery on that was really good. Yeah. Uh yeah, um yeah so uh that that can be real variable. So what I prefer is uh to buy myself a you know a lactic uh, culture from YE store white labs. And what I'll do is um I'll, uh, add my yeast and my package of lactobacillus. At the same time. At the same time. It depends on how sour you want it. Now, if you want a real sour beer, uh, you might start with the lactobacillus first. Give it a couple of days to kind of get running. Oh, okay. And it depends a lot on how healthy the, the culture you have is. But, you know, give it a few days to kind of get going and then add your yeast and then, you know, let the yeast, you know, finish out the rest. If you want a little less sour, uh, you know, your yeast and your lactobacillus go at the same time. Okay. If you want to you know, very little sourness, you would let your yeast finish first and then add your lactobacillus. Oh, there you go. Okay. And so the, the only problem with that is I don't think that would be sour enough for a good uh Berliner Vice. Okay. I so think. you
2: recommend doing it the same time then.
1: Yeah. Just okay. For me that's about right. And I, I, I like it sour, a little more sour too, yeah. but, uh, if you're trying to, you know, win a competition or something like that, I think you go with the kind of the, the blend. And if you're trying to, you know, have something that other people will enjoy, uh, you know, you go there. Well, and we didn't talk about the, uh, champagne of the north. Napoleon champagne would, called this beer the champagne of the north. north.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That guy was a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> but As apparently we, he liked Berliner. Yeah.
1: there you go. Yeah, you know, he's French, so that's high compliment, the uh, champagne. And yeah. oil, right?
2: What type of ale yeast are you using? Are you using a cold strain or a, 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 American half strain or a Cal Ale? Uh, you know,
1: I used to use Cal Ale. Yeah. And that turned out pretty good. And you know what I found turned out even better? And it's a, it's a minor difference is the European ale yeast. So, uh, the White Labs wlp well uh, WPO11 or the YE1338 European Ale
2: Interesting. Hm. And what did you notice about the diff-
1: It's got a different flavor profile. Right. You know, of course, it, yeah. it does and it's it's just uh it's just different enough that it it really seems to go right with the lactobacillus and the malts and the the sourness and the and, you know. And and again p- pitching the lactobacillus culture it's different the The result you get from that is different than acting just pure lactic acid they sure. those little buggers are are kicking out uh, something other than just pure lactic sure. acid. There's other There's you know flavors. compounds there, and that's you know just right, it seems to me, okay. you know it's not nearly as funky right, but it's not you know the microwave version Steak. of of <laughs> of the beer yeah,
2: that's great uh, do they are they producing esters? Uh, of, I don't know a fruit flavor. I, mean, I don't. Know. I'm guessing they are. Uh, they might it's a yeast, right? I mean, that's that's a interesting. Uh, so maybe it well, adds uh, to those the, are
1: those are bacteria. The bread mice? Right? a bread would is a yeast, right? Okay. So we're using a lactobacillus. lactobacillus. Okay. The bacillus giving you the bacteria. Lactobac- okay. Can't
2: you just spit in it? <laughs> like I spit in your beer earlier. What? Well, no, just I mean, ferment it for a week and spit in it. And, and then let the, let the lacto from your mouth just kind of take over. Maybe I over think you, you get all sorts of funky things
1: that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, e. coli or... No, <laughs> yeah, know. God knows yeah. what, what you're <laughs> <laughs> E. pubi, you know. Oh. Who knows? <laughs> I wouldn't have Justin spit into. it, that's for sure. No. God knows what's going on in that boy's mouth.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's looking good, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. As good as somebody coming back from Burning Man, can luck. <laughs> God knows what he's got growing on him now. <laughs> Brought it back.
2: All that sand. Ugh. Huh.
0: Don't remind me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like this sour mash idea though. I mean uh-huh. could you do a Weizenbach beer? Uh huh. Take the second runnings. Let her sit because you're too lazy and you're drunk. You know, let that mash just sit for three days, throw in some spent grain. Batch barge it again, and take the runnings, do a five gallon boil with it, and call it a Berliner Weiss. Um, not really, because
1: I mean you, you don't want any sort of crystal malt okay. or sort of flavor or anything like that. It's okay. uh, very light, refreshing. Okay. Yeah, you might get with a Hef, you might get a you know a good German uh, uh, wheat beer. Yeah, you know which is generally fifty percent pilsner, fifty percent wheat. Just uh, you know that's close cool. hot. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could do that. Sure. Huh. Uh, there might be enough uh, residual sugar to do that. 10-30.
2: i thirty. I'm gonna add some DME maybe if you don't hit your pre boil.
1: Yeah, it might turn out a little little bit uh, tannic. Oh, you know? right. Because, uh, but uh, no, that's, uh, I think that's actually a pretty interesting idea. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I think that's I think that's quite possible. I, I, I think for second runnings you could probably do that. Interesting, especially if you're making like a wheat wine or something like that. You right. Know?
2: Uh, from something like that. Yeah, that that would probably work. Have you ever done a sour mash yourself? I mean Yes. Okay. And was it with this beer style or uh yes. Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah, it turns out all right. Uh so uh, for the lactobacillus, uh you can use uh, White Labs WLP six seventy seven or y yeast fifty three thirty five. Fifty three what? Fifty three thirty five. Okay. Bacillus dilbrockii. right. Yes. So, uh, you know, that along with the European alias pistols at the same time, uh, you know, you're going to keep that around 67 degrees Fahrenheit, 19 degrees C. Uh, you know, use one package of each, one one of the yeast, one of the, the bacteria. And, uh, you know, uh, let that go until, you know, do some tasting until it gets sour enough for you. And then, uh, you'll, uh, you know, rack it off and, uh, bottle or, or keg and you're gonna carbonate to about three and a half to four volumes. Okay. You oh, need that's re- really high. Yeah, you need some heavy duty bottles for this. You yeah. can't use the really thin, cheap bottles. Okay. Uh, you gotta use the heavier bottles, or they'll 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 burst once they get up for like four well, four volumes. I think Mike McDowell found that out. I'd hate to be right. judging this one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta be careful <laughs> yeah. especially if you're using uh, bacteria, bacteria yeah. they can keep working right so you really need to make sure that things are finished you know keep you know the storm cold things like that. You wanna be kind of careful uh, about what you're gonna get there uh I was gonna talk about something else I can't remember what it is. I have a question though.
2: How, how do you keep this lactoacillus uh-huh. out of your brew house?
1: <gasps> That's what I was going to talk about. That's, you're like a mind reader. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of people are very afraid of making sour beers because they think... Oh, you know, I'm. It's gonna, you know, I'm never gonna be able to make a clean beer again. Yeah, I was that way. I was like, oh my god, the first time I made a lambic, it was like on the other side of the house, yeah, outside in the shed, you know, from where, yeah, from where I, you know, do my regular beer. Because I'm like, oh, I don't want this thing like crawling out and infecting the rest. But that's just not true. There's you know bacteria and wild yeast flying around all the time. Mm. It's on your body. It's in the air. It's all over the dust. In the air that's you know carrying around stuff like this, it's coating just about every surface unless you've recently cleaned it and uh like I said, it's all over your grains. so if you're handling your grains, uh you know there's lactobacillus all over that, mm-hmm. and uh when you mill your grains, all that dust goes up and yeah. you know it, it's it, it gets face. all over the it's you know that's <laughs> how this stuff spreads mm-hmm. so how do you avoid sour beers? Given all that, hmm. how do you avoid, you know, wild yeast infections given all that? How, how are you doing it in the first place? You're sanitizing. Right. You're san- Right. Okay. You manual cleaning and then, you know, good sanita- sanitizing practices and then keeping, you know, airborne stuff from falling into your beer. Right. So, you know... There's no danger, I think, really, in doing these sour beers or wild yeast beers. Use a proper cleaner. You know, with, with a commercial brewery, yes, it's much trickier because they have a lot of valves, they have a lot of hoses, they have a lot of connections, they have things like that. It's very difficult to clean. They have a lot of things that they can't climb into to clean. Sure. You know, these uh, chillers and stuff that they can't open up. Or they can open up, but you know, it's a lot of cracks and crevices and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that's where the problems lie. In the home brewery, uh, yeah, you know, go ahead and, and have yourself two pieces of plastic tubing, right? So one for your sour beers and one for your non-sour beers. Have yourself two, you know, anything that's plastic, you know, get yourself a set that you're going to use for your sour or funky beers. Okay. You know, get you, keep yourself a set for your non-funky beers. Uh, You know, carboys, they're glass, you know. Yeah. You're not going to have any problems. If you're using plastic buckets, the problem with plastic buckets is... If you rub your hand in a plastic bucket, you've made
2: scratches in it. Just your hand. Your hand. Your hand surface.
1: Well. Maybe your nails. Justin has really delicate women like hands. Yeah. And so his are probably soft enough to, uh, you know, rub a bucket and not, not scratch it. But anyone else who's done some manual labor in their lives. Right. Your hands are way too rough. Right. And it's gonna, you know. You know if you've built up a few calluses on your hand from one thing or another <laughs> yeah, that will that will do it in if you if you rub the, rub the inside of the bucket there you go so uh uh you know and that that can harbor uh you know uh, uh materials that are not getting cleaned out properly and so they can't get sanitized properly so you just need to be a little careful with plastic buckets you know have one bucket for your you know your sour beers then and you know one for your non non sour beers
2: now this beer is one you'd want to bottle then keg because then you have to replace your draft lines your keg gaskets your body connect a- or i don't what uh, You don't replace your beverage lines after you drink this nope
1: <laughs> what's I, wrong with you i don't replace any of the rubber parts in my kegs, Nothing. really i do every time i i run a beer through a keg i completely disassemble the keg and uh I uh, I I end up uh, you know putting all those parts in uh, PBW and Star Sand and uh, you know I clean it thoroughly. Okay, and I have no problems. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and after we're back, we'll get into uh, more uh, sour Berliner Weiss.
3: Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Frecci and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher, longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from John. Science
0: Park. This is the Jameel Show.
1: All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, Berliner Vice and. I'm playing with my yeast, hold on.
2: Yeah. Is that yeast? you just happy to see me. These
1: little plush dolls? Yes, they're, they're plush. Yes. <laughs> no toys in the studio. I'm sorry. Ah, I don't know if we covered everything on this, this, uh, style or not. did hop, yeast. Uh, doing we? Okay. Hashtag. you do the whole thing. Alright, uh, and, and one thing you can do, if you're creative is yes, or, or adventurous is you could you know split up a batch of work three ways and uh, you know try the, de- the various methods
2: the pitching methods yeah or,
1: oh. or that or uh, you know with one you could add some spent grain uh, with another you can add some lactic acid hmm. uh you know the the one that always works out for me is is really the you know going with the the pure lactoculture and uh, our regular yeast your ale yeast could you add spent grain
2: to your fermenter yeah, sure. Okay. Sour, sour right sour up. Sour right up. Oh
1: yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you need a biculture then? It's covered. Well, you know, the the problem is it's probably got other things in it too. It can have wild yeasts and all sorts of stuff. Okay. So, you know, if if you're lucky, it can turn out fantastic. It can make a really spectacular beer. But you know, more often than not I think you end up with something that
2: you'd rather just feed to the snails. Okay. <laughs> so you know it just 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 depends. It's not a good idea to take luck into account when you're doing fermentation. Yeah, you, you know, know for me,
1: yeah, I've, I've tried to remove luck completely from the the equation of control. brewing. Control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah, you're just helping those guys along. That's your job, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no luck involved in, yeah. in brewing. It's, it should all be controlled skill right. and and art. Yeah, you art. Know, yeah, it is an art. You know, the 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 luck factor. I, I don't I don't
0: care for. Yeah.
1: All right. So I think that's pretty much it on this do we have any questions from the chat room
0: we do and we have a caller uh, oh, calling God, somebody, through
1: somebody figured out the phone number yeah well, you Dang didn't actually. even
0: give it out and they figured it we out we
1: haven't given out for
0: like a year
1: because <laughs> we didn't want anybody calling
0: well, it is on topic though so I okay. always put them through if they're on topic cool um, and here we go caller go for it hey Z. hey who are uh, we talking to this
2: is brew too much from philly okay <laughs> how you doing man i'm alright <laughs> It's a little late here, you know. Um, why are there so few examples of Berliner Weisses? I mean, I've had like Nodding Heads a couple times, but there's not many out there.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's just a popular culture thing, and you know, people expect their beers to be, you know, generally flavorless, and uh, you know, the mass, the masses, anyways, and and sourness, it, we've been taught is always a problem in beer. You know, that's that's a fault, not not a an attribute. But uh cool. you know I think you know, if we homebrewers don't uh, you know promote stuff like this then you know, nobody else will, I think in the craft beer movement, you know a lot of what's happening today, all the exciting stuff that's happening today is all came from home brewers that got excited about stuff and, and moved out and and I think uh, you know some of the more adventurous craft brewers have have really you know taken a a uh, you know, hard, hard look at that, and you look at people like, uh, you know, Vinny and, uh, the others out here that, you know, are doing, uh, you know, some really creative things with some, some really funky stuff, and they're, you know, they're fearless. So. Right. I don't know. Give it some time. Yeah. And until then, bring and your own.
2: Thanks for the information on the cold box when you emailed me back. It was some, it, it helped. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But when I, I, I'm, I sent you the pictures of my bar.
1: Yeah, that sweet bar of yours. Yeah, yeah. You got to come out and build me one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: cool. All right, man. Thank you.
2: Hey, thanks for calling in. Okay. You know, I think it's a good thing if Budweiser uh-huh. ever brewed a Berlin Vice. Uh-huh. You know they're hurting, <laughs> or, or maybe they're maybe just getting creative. And there you go. There I you think
1: go. I think there's a lot of opportunities. And if you if you email in, uh, we get a, a ton of emails. Eventually answer them all. Sometimes it takes a little while because, you know, a lot of them come in, but we'll try and get them all answered and, uh, and answer all your questions. We just don't bother reading them on the air. We did, I think we did when we first started out, but
2: I don't know. We got too much to talk about without that, so. And I would like to thank you for forwarding me the emails. <laughs> They Are the ones I, that say I, good things good about you? Yes. yeah, yeah. All the rest. We uh, keep all the rest. So you got, yeah, We've got a file. Really? I want to see those. No.
1: <laughs> you, use it to abuse you yeah. someday. Yeah. yeah, Save it for That's special. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, questions came through from the chat. Uh, people want to know if you've tried the Kolsch yeast on this beer.
1: You know, I, actually, I haven't. Uh, you know, and it, it might work out well. Uh, the thing about the Kolsch yeast is... Uh, yeah, you can get some uh, sulfury character from that, uh, especially if you go colder. So that's uh, kind of why I've avoided I don't think I'd use a lager yeast either. I, I, like the, uh, I like the European ale yeast or the Cal
0: ale yeast. Okay. All right. Uh, there was some discussion in the chat room and questions about uh, when to pitch the yeast and the bugs, talking about do you pitch them together and that that would give you a more sour beer, uh, do you wait to pitch the bugs later and you'll get a bit less sourness. Uh, what do you think about those?
1: Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, you pitch the bugs first, you're gonna get the most sour beer. And you can let it get as sour as you want, and then you can toss in your ale yeast and, uh, you know, finish it up that way. If you, uh, want something a little less sour, then you pitch the, the bugs and the, uh, and the yeast at the same time. And you'll get, uh, you know, something a little less sour. If you want the least sour possible, then ferment it out with ale yeast first, and, uh, at some point along there, or once it's done fermenting, toss in your, your uh, lactobacillus and uh, it'll sour very little. Because there's there's not a lot
2: left in that beer. Right.
1: It doesn't have a lot to start with. Right. So you really kind of got to get your bugs in there kind of early.
2: Now, are you talking about as far as what nutrients that are available? for yeah, and sugars okay. and starches and things that it can consume. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, and then along the same lines of the yeast and bugs, uh, do you do starters for both the yeast and... And the lacto or are you just doing a yeast starter?
1: Well, you can, but if you're making five gallons of this, uh, you know, my take on it is you got more than enough uh, yeast and uh, and bugs for, um, you know, a 1030-something beer, 1032 beer, five gallons or, you know, 19 liters. You just toss in the tube of, of each or Good. a oh. smack pack of each, and that's fine. No starter for either? Nope, nope, nope. Okay.
0: Is that across the board for you with low-gravity beers like this?
1: Uh, generally, uh, because there's more than enough yeast in the, in the packages for this, this, you know, when you're making a, this size batch, Hmm. there's more than enough and you want to pitch the right amount and, uh, there's more than enough in there. And, uh, especially, you know, over pitching or pitching, you know, if you got to get some yeast growth in whatever beer you're making, because a lot of the flavors that, that come up, you know, there's, there was a thing and I tried this in the past, so I'm not just, you know, speaking out of my, uh, what took us here. Uh, I, you know, years ago I'd heard about this whole thing where you pitch enough yeast that you don't need to add any oxygen and there's, you know, minimal growth and then you get, you know, this really clean beer. Yeah, it's true. You get this really weird beer because you need those flavors in your beer. There has to be some yeast That's growth. True. This is what Chris White yeah, talks I'm about, sure. and Dave Logson talks about. You need to have some growth in the beer. You need to pitch the right amount. Uh, you know, if if you're if you're you know pitching a whole yeast cake or something like that, you end up you know the beer's not going to be as good as it can be. I'm sure it turns out fine beer, and lots of people say, "Oh, I've been pitching directly onto the whole yeast cake every time, and you know I never I don't have any problems." Yeah, I'm sure you can make fine beer that way. But if you want to make the best beer possible, really what you want to do is pitch the right amount of yeast to get the right kind of flavor profile in this. And sometimes that's going to be a lower pitching rate. Sure. Uh, You know, like uh, Chris White favors. Uh, or sometimes it's going to be a little bit higher, like I favor. Uh, you, know, you know, I'm just, you know, I ended up trying and, and ending up around the same position George Fix had popularized. I, you know, tried everything around that and mm-hmm. said, yeah, George was right. Okay. Um or you know you can go a little higher and some people like it that way but you you know for different styles of beer different yeasts different you know methods uh you know it's going to be slightly different mm-hmm. uh but you know y- you don't want to put too much yeast in
2: right cell growth is good you want yeah, that.
1: you want some cell growth you want okay. that flavor to
0: to develop and uh, that's an important part of it.
1: Do you have time to go back over the uh, recipe here?
0: I have more questions. Oh, all right. Yeah, sure. Uh People asked about pitching a yogurt culture to get that sour bug in there.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I don't think that's quite the right flavor. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, you, could you try it. You give it a, give it a shot. I know uh, you know Graham uh, was trying uh yogurt beers, but. uh you know, if you have access to the proper culture, I would use the proper culture. Uh, you know, or, you know, split off some wort and give it a try and see if you really do like it. But, uh, uh, you know.
0: Okay. Uh, for your sour mash, people wanted to know how long does that sour mash go? And is there a temperature control? Are you doing it at a certain temperature?
1: Yeah, you know, there's an ideal temperature for that. And, uh, you know, I've tried, uh, you know, just letting the, the temp go uh you know getting uh, you know warm and then uh, just leaving it for a couple of days and that works fine you know there's an ideal temperature for the lactobacillus to work and i'm not sure what that temperature is it's a hundred and something i think um and there's a range that they work really well in and that's what you would target if you want it to happen real fast and um uh, you know you can I've also tried wrapping it up in a in a you know sleep bag and putting like a firm wrap and a ranco controller in there and keeping it in uh like a hundred and hundred and five something like that and uh uh it goes faster and it gets more sour and you know the results seem about the same It just depends on on what you're targeting. I think a lot of it has to do with the source grain that you're using and know maybe what's on your hands and how much you put in and other things you know that uh, might be in your
0: environment so that, that can make a big difference all right, two more um is there really a lower limit on the OG you know, they wanted to know how how low they can really go with this one?
1: Uh there's no real technical lower limit but uh I think you know the lower limit I give on the OG is just kind of an expected number uh if you follow the recipe okay. so you can yeah it can go lower uh it's a f- fairly thin beer there's not a lot of body to this what body you get you get from uh really from you know massive carbonation and it's pretty thin and light and uh you know to watery, so... Okay.
0: Um, All right, and finally, uh, time before bottling. Is there a set time, or is this just a, a sour to taste?
1: Sour to taste. Okay. You know, you can go, uh, you can go more or less. Someone
0: um, said specifically, it's two weeks enough. No. It's not, okay. No, 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 no. It's going to take longer
1: than that. Okay. Unless you... Uh, really get it, uh, you know, fired up, uh, you know, and it got a really active culture and maybe you could do it in two weeks. But uh, usually it takes at least a month, you know, a couple months to really get a nice sourness in there. Okay. Uh, you know, lactobacillus tends to work fairly slow. Okay. so Especially with the yeast, you know, creating some alcohol and things like that.
0: All right. That was it from them. It's all yours. All
1: right. So... In the 6 gallon batch, to get to a 1032, uh, or 8.1 Play-Doh starting gravity, uh, 4 IBUs, 3 SRM, 3.5% three alcohol by volume, or 2.7% alcohol by weight, uh, 15 minute boil time. You're if you're an extract brewer, use half, uh, Pilsner liquid malt extract and half wheat liquid malt extract, uh, 2.75 pounds, or 1.24 kilograms each. Uh, if you're an all-grain brewer, go with uh, 4.2 pounds or 1.9 kilograms of uh, continental pilsner malt, and the wheat uh, malt use three pounds or 1.36 kilograms. Mash at 149 degrees Fahrenheit or 65 degrees C. Hops, you are going to hop that uh, with uh, 4% uh Hallertauer uh, pellets at uh, 4% alpha acid for 15 minutes. Uh, so beginning the boil, one ounce 28 grams to give you about four and a half IBUs. Pitch a uh, White Labs WLP010, uh, WLP011 uh, WLP European Ale Yeast, or y Yeast 1038 European Ale Yeast, uh, and then a uh, White Labs WLP677 or y Yeast 55335 uh, Lactobacillus. Uh, you pitch those both at the same time. Keep it around 67 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 19 degrees C, until uh, it sours up to the level you want. Uh, and then uh, carbonate to three and a half to four volumes, and uh, you should have yourself a nice uh sour very refreshing beer great for summer, great for you know eating with barbecue goes well with uh you know spicy foods as well i think, and uh you know, quite a nice beer and also you know before we uh leave off for the day, I would like to thank uh, northern brewer for uh you know sponsoring our show
2: oh yeah, yeah, that's great, yeah. Yeah. thank
1: you you know it's it's really nice to uh have the support of the uh, homebrewing community and the homebrew shops that uh, keeps the show going. You know, they're, they're doing quite well without us, I'm sure, but uh, I think they kind of appreciate the information we're putting out there and uh, you know how people are getting excited about brewing from uh, from uh, a lot of what we're doing. Yep. Spread and, the love. Uh, very nice of them. It makes uh, buying the new Lamborghini each year that much easier.
2: Yeah. Upgrade every year. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Good show, bud. Brew strong.
0: The Jameel Show has been a production of The Brewing Network. Please send questions for Jameel to jameel at thebrewingnetwork.com. The Jameel Show airs live every other Monday right here on The Brewing Network.